Welcome to The Healing Cocoon. I'm Jacoby Gray, soul alignment and success coach and energy healer, which means I can intuit the subtle layers of your energy field to promote ultimate health and well-being. My goal for this podcast is to shed light on the healing journey itself and help you feel more supported as you embark on the process of unpacking your past to consciously create your present and start living the life of your dreams. Through the study of coaching, kinesiology, holographic kinetics, meditation, Reiki, the chakra system, and many other modalities, I've learned how to release the blocks that were holding me back. Now I'd love to help you do the same. By embarking on your own self-healing process, you'll see the world transforming around you in ways you never thought possible. You'll begin to experience more connection, clarity, love, fulfillment, synchronicity and success than you've ever had before. So welcome to the Ascension. Hello beautiful humans and welcome to the final metamorphosis chat for 2022. So I thought I'd just have a little chat about 2022 in review, like kind of a wrap-up episode. Uh, These last seven weeks we've been going through the chakras and it's kind of fitting that for the final episode, right before Christmas, it's a day before Christmas Eve, that I drop this wrap-up for the year. We're going to take two weeks off after this, um, so you won't hear anything new from the Healing Cocoon podcast for a couple of weeks, but then we'll be back in January, bigger, better than ever. Um, so I thought I would start this little review with February this year. It's kind of ironic because as I sit here in Nashville right now, I've just experienced my first snow, um, I mean, I have been in snow before. I've never been skiing. I've been to the snow. And last February, I was in Chicago. So I was living in the snow. But I, it's never snowed um, in a place where I've actually lived, which is my home. And waking up this morning and seeing snow everywhere and the Christmas tree with all its lights. This is my first white Christmas. And it's so funny because all those Christmas carols that we take for granted and we don't even really even listen to the words like um, Winter Wonderland and I'm Dreaming of a White Christmas. That's not the experience we have of Christmas in Australia. It's stinking hot. Our Santa Claus photos are on the beach. (laughs) We're eating prawns. (laughs) It's like it's a really different experience. And it's not until you come to the Northern Hemisphere and you experience Christmas here that suddenly all the Christmas carols make sense in a in a cellular way, in a way that you go, oh, this is why they wrote about a white Christmas in the first place. I mean, logically, I always knew it, but I had never experienced it. And so there's some kind of weird integration going on right now. And I'm kind of excited about the fact that I'm having a full body experience of Christmas as it has been created in the Northern Hemisphere. And we've just kind of tried to adapt to it as best as we could in our hot, sweaty summer Christmas down under. So I'm sitting here in the snow um, and this time, well, February earlier this year, I spent a month in Chicago off the back of I was bopping around spending um, a month here and a month there because when I came back from 
relocating to Australia. Um, I did that during 2020 for nine months during the pandemic and I needed to come back to sort out some green card stuff. When I got here, that is when COVID finally hit Australia and Australia went into that crazy lockdown that it had and I got locked out of my own country. Um, Well, technically, it was going to cost me $14,000 to get home and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to hang out here for a while. So because I no longer had my home base in LA, I thought it was a great opportunity to bop around and see a bit of the country. So I spent a month in uh, Austin, a month in Nashville, a month in Palm Springs, a month in Chicago. And in between, I was going backwards and forwards to LA and staying at friends' houses as they were out of town through during the summer. So I had a really fun nine months. But as, as I was drawing the end of that nine months, I started to realize I needed to make some decisions. I think I was kind of hoping that either a man or a city would just steal my heart and I would just have that instantaneous knowing. But you know, it didn't happen because the universe was wanting me to make my decisions for myself. And I've always been someone who's been very intuition based to the point where I probably don't consult my logic that often, which is why my family and my friends are often like, oh, okay, Jacoby's off doing something wild and crazy again. Um, And while things seem on the outside to have not have been thought through very well, and I guess because these decisions are instantaneous, they seem like they're not, they haven't been thought through, but actually when you get guidance from your soul, you don't need to necessarily think it through like you don't need to deconstruct it and inject it with all your fears about what could go wrong which then I mean that's what people are basically asking you to do when they say think something through what could go wrong how can you avoid that weigh it up the pros and the cons but I find when you make a soul decision that is the decision and it's just about then figuring out how to action that decision. It's not, should I do it or not? It's not, let me think that through. Let me sit on that. Um, so anyway, the universe wanted me to make my own decision. And so I'm in Chicago in February of this year. And I was starting to think, okay, well, let's look at this logically. My business is a US-based business, i.e. I earn US dollars. Therefore, I need to maintain my green card. Therefore, I need to maintain a base in the US at least six months of the year. However, it is likely to be more than that, obviously, because I don't want to be, you know, having two homes. I, I will always, Australia will always be my home, but you know what I mean? I don't want to be... Um, I don't want to be six months here, six months there. I want to have a solid home base and be like 10 months in one country and two months in the other. That is kind of what I'm shooting for. And so as I was working through these logical steps, I was like, all right, so US needs to be my home over Australia while I continue to pursue my business here. Okay, that's just the logic of the situation, right? So that means I need to select as one of the cities that I've been to. And at this point, outside of L.A., um, because I, I mean, I love L.A. So many people don't, but that's just the thing about L.A. You either get it and you love it or you don't get it and you hate it. There's kind of no in-between. 
but it's a big city and I've been living in big cities. I was in Sydney for 15 years, London for six months, LA for five years, backwards and forwards between LA and Sydney, but it's always been big city. But I grew up in the tiniest little town. I don't know, maybe 6,000 people on a seaside. It was really beautiful, close to nature. I had friends who the beach was close by, but also the country. So I had friends who had farms while other friends had beach houses. Like it was a really, um, really grounded upbringing based, you know, everything we did was based on the outdoors. And I, after going home and experiencing 2020 and just the craziness of that and then going back to Newcastle where I'm from and just reconnecting with the the quietness and the stillness of a much slower, more slower paced life, I realized that that is what I wanted moving forward. So I made the decision to get out of LA. Also, FYI, LA was losing its shit. Um, it really struggled during the pandemic and it was implementing all kinds of crazy laws and all kinds of things were happening and I wanted to get out of there for that reason. It did feel like my time kind of had expired there. Uh, However, I've been back since and I've very much um, rekindled my love for it, Um, but not enough to move back there at this point. And, you know, for tax purposes as well, California is one of the most expensive countries and when you're running a business, it's actually better countries, states, Geography? No, I'm kidding. That was just a that was just a slip. I do know the difference between a country and a state. Um, so, yeah, California is one of the most expensive states, and so I knew I wanted to get out somewhere closer to nature that was more similar to my own upbringing, that was more um, financially viable, and where I could just breathe a bit better. So I'm in Chicago, and as most of my you know, my soul hits when my higher self speaks to me. It doesn't happen in some like, oh, I was meditating for five hours and then, you know, this vision appeared. When I get these hits, it's like an instant knowing and it usually happens at the most mundane moment. So my friend Sarah and I, we were like, we'd rented this apartment for a month in Chicago. We were getting ready to go out to dinner. I was in my bathroom, I was putting on my makeup and suddenly I just went, oh, I'm moving to Nashville. It literally was that. I think I was putting on my mascara, just looking at myself in the mirror, putting on my mascara and suddenly I was like, oh, Nashville. Okay, thank you. I'm relieved that that has finally come through. So while I did attempt to make that decision logically, ultimately my higher self did speak did speak and give me the word on what to do. So then I walked out to Sarah and I said, I think I'm going to move to Nashville. And she said, oh, well, I'm driving down there directly after our stay. It's only seven hours from Chicago. Um, Would you like to come with? And I said, absolutely. I need to go back there one more time just to make sure because I was headed home to Australia a couple of weeks after this um, Chicago trip. So I decided to jump in that car and we drove down to Nashville and I spent a week and a half here. I went looking at property. I really, um, I met up with lots of people, anybody that I knew here. I just really got a good feel. I'd lived here for a month and I'd also been here for two weeks before that in that nine months where I was traveling around. So I wasn't completely unfamiliar with it, but I just needed to make sure. So I came down and I was like, yes, this is right. And 
Then I jumped on a plane back to Australia and proceeded to sell everything up. And one of the ways that I know that this Nashville trip really was aligned and a calling from my soul is the way that the selling of my apartment happened so seamlessly and every piece of that journey unfolded in the most miraculous way and to support my highest good in the best way possible. I ended up selling all of my furniture. I sold my apartment way above asking price, like way above. And the person who purchased it, I won't give you his exact name, but my name is Jacoby Jane Gray. So uh, JJG, um, Gray, G-R-A-Y, as you know. And the person, when I got the um, sale receipt through, the person who purchased my house was called, I'll just say, Jason John Gray. Jason John Gray. So JJ Gray sold to JJ Gray. No cousin, no relation, no anything. He did have different J names, but for the sake of obviously privacy, I can't do that. (laughs) And it was like one of those moments where I was like, okay, this is so aligned. And the alignments continued to happen. I said to my friend, Sarah, who had spent nine years of her life in Nashville, uh, I said, look, okay, so I'm arriving on this date. I want I got into Nashville on the 3rd uh, of July this year. And um, I wanted to, cause I wanted to be here for the fourth. And so I called her and I think I landed in LA on like the 26th of June or something like that. But prior to that, I called Sarah and I was like, look, if you have any friends that you know of who are renting a room, I just need to get grounded. Um, so I can figure out what to do, whether I want to buy my own place straight away or whether I want to try living in different neighborhoods, but I'd love to just have a soft landing. She kind of put her feelers out there and came back and said that one of her friends had a room available in one of the best parts of town. It was the most incredible price, i.e. Nashville, so much cheaper than LA. It, I, my room had my own bathroom, I had parking, and it was in East Nashville where I had literally deer prancing across my lawn, fireflies dancing in the summer, summer breeze at night. Like it was picturesque, it was perfect. I literally got off the plane and she's the most sweetest, kindest, considerate roommate. She offered to pick me up, even though she'd only met me once before on one of our, um, uh, like I, when I was here in Nashville previously and she brought me home to my house. And so I had arrived (laughs) the room's fully furnished. She has, she's an artist, a ceramicist, and she has the most incredible style. It's very Joshua tree. And she is from California. So I felt very much at home in this place instantly. I'm jumping in here because I want to ask you a question. Have you ever considered coaching and energy clearing as an option to support your personal healing journey? We often turn to therapy for unpacking the past, but what about what you want to create for your future? Coaching is a great tool for defining the action steps that will move you forward and energy clearing removes the resistance to those action steps. So my unique offering called The Blend, which is a combination of the two, can be complementary to your deep dive into past traumas with your therapist or used as a tool on its own to radically strip away the energetics that no longer serve you. So you can consciously define the parameters of your life. 
because most people's lives are defined by the parameters of their mind, not the other way around. Coaching and energy clearing makes conscious what is unconscious so that you no longer are a servant to your outdated protective programming, noisy thought patterns, family energetics, and whatever else is going on inside your mind. So if you'd like to learn more about the blend and how it could support you transitioning into a more fulfilled version of yourself and your life, go to our website, which is also listed in the show notes of this episode at www.urbanascension.co, that's .co, not .com, and schedule a free half-hour discovery call with me because I would love to chat about what's holding you back and how I can help you move forward. And of course, then I needed a car and I'd been thinking how I really, I wanted a hybrid car. I really wanted to be supportive of the environment in that way. But a lot of the the cool hybrids are much newer models. And so they're still quite expensive, even a secondhand one. And probably like, let's look, I'm just going to say no offense to Prius drivers, but I love a fast car and Prius doesn't really have the power even though it probably was more in I was like well if I'm only gonna because you know I'm shooting for my Tesla one day but I was like okay in the meantime I'd like to get like a cheap hybrid secondhand to roll around town in but I also wanted to have a bit of power and the the Prius just wasn't gonna cut it I know if you're in LA you you know Priuses are everywhere we love our Priuses in LA (laughs) but particularly out here in like farmland Nashville I don't know just it didn't didn't feel right I didn't really want it Um, but all the newer models I was like you know what I if I'm going to get something that's a newer model then I may as well get something brand new but I didn't want to do that yet so I decided to completely change track and one of the other cars that I've always wanted um, my ex-hubs My husband, ex-husband and I, we loved Audis and we had um, three different Audis during our time together. And I had always thought, oh, you know, like when I start a family, I would like an Audi Q5. And so I started just looking at secondhand Q5s because I was thinking in the way of family, the hopes were, and I guess one of the reasons I probably didn't say earlier as to why I wanted to um, move to Nashville or somewhere a bit quieter is because I am thinking about starting a family and as you know now that I've made the decision to go through with the IVF so I was thinking family cars um, because I do ideally I would love to birth my babe here in Nashville so I um oh I should do a whole I was just thinking uh, there's just been so many signs that Nashville was the place that I was meant to come to. Um, I feel like maybe I should do another episode on signs and synchronicities and use my Nashville experience and really break it down so that you can get a good understanding of when you are living on flow, how easily life unfolds for you. And that's how you know you're living on purpose, right? Um, But anyway, I digress back to cars. And so the family car, the Audi Q5, um, I'd given up on the idea of getting a hybrid and so I was starting to look at secondhand Q5s 
and I was over at a mall picking up some, you know, coat hangers and, and clothes hangers and things like that, just odd bods for my room. And I realized that one of the car dealers that I'd looked up online was nearby. So I dropped in and I just said, look, have you got any Audi Q5s? And the guy goes, yeah, we've got two. They're like 2014. And I was like, oh, that's pretty old in terms of, you know, it won't even have a reverse camera. Um, and he said, one of them's a hybrid. And I was like, what? Audi do hybrids? There's a Q5 Audi hybrid? And he told me the price and it was within the budget I had originally set for myself. And I was like, because obviously looking at newer model Q5s, I was already blowing the budget by about 10K. And so I was kind of, you know, mentally, I was inching up and opening up to the idea of spending more money to get this car that I wanted, which still wasn't a hybrid, but at least it was, you know, the trade-off. It was in terms of um, obviously not a trade. Nothing is a trade-off on the environment, but <laughs> a trade-off in terms of my desires. Um, and there, there it was, this perfect car. It was black. It had like sporty mags on the wheels. And at the time when it was purchased, this 2014 model, it was the top, top, top of the range. Therefore, it had a lot of the conveniences that newer cars have because it was so new at the time. So it has a reverse camera and it has all of these great things. It has the, you know, the seat warmers and the moonroof and the, the cup warmer and the cup cooler. Like it's got all these really cool functions which I would never expect in a car that old. And it only had like one owner. It had been perfectly maintained. It drives like a dream. It's in great condition. It's And it's a blend of what I wanted. And it has the power that I feel comfortable driving with on all the freeways that there are around Nashville. Even though it's a small place, well, it's kind of a spread out place, but it's only 15 minutes to get anywhere because you kind of jump on these freeways and you, you pop out into different neighborhoods. Um, and that's why it's so easy to get around here, but it is a lot of freeway driving. So anyway, this is all to say July, I've landed in Nashville, driven, picked up at the airport by my amazing roommate and dropped off into my perfect living situation. Within a week, I have manifested my dream car and I literally, I'm going out, I'm making friends. I go out to dinner one night at a bar. Everybody's so chatty and lovely and welcoming. I'm chatting to the people along the bar. They're asking me what I do. I say that I'm a coach. One guy hears, he approaches me and he's like, wow, I heard you're a coach. Suddenly I've got a, whole, a new coaching client. Like things were just falling in my lap. This is how I knew this move was right. And then... In terms of the recap of 2022, because it had all been unfolding pretty well up to this point, August, September, October, it was the end of August, really going into probably the beginning of November, but it, I'm going to call this time, this three month period of my life, the big freeze where everything just stopped. And when I say everything just stopped, I mean all of the magic, the flow, the energy that was swirling around me and this decision and this move completely stopped. Every, like every, I don't know, on every single front of my life, every guy in my life disappeared, like and not even just the romantic links, like my friends, my dad, like just people just all the men in my life just dropped off the radar 
um, clients just was not getting any new clients. Um, energetically, like I can't even begin to explain. I felt so disconnected from my own, um, from my higher self, from my own energy system. It was really weird. And, you know, I was doing all, I have a lot of tools in my toolkit now. And so I was, you know, implementing a lot of these things. Normally I'm clearing myself, you know, every day. It's just what you have to do when you're so energetically sensitive. Uh, but things just weren't clearing and I didn't know what was going on. And what was interesting is that the more disconnected I was becoming from my, um, from the universe, I guess, and the energy, the subtler energies of life, the more I was falling into a really dark negative headspace, I couldn't get out of it and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I ended up reaching out to a very specific energy um, healer who I'd worked with um, during 2020, just once. But I felt like the tools and the wisdom and the vision that she had was going to be the right thing for this situation. And I reached out to her and she told me that two things were happening to me that I was unable to see and kind of get beyond because I was so stuck and you know and this is the thing even energy healers need energy healing you know because we all have our own stuff and even though I have acute sensitivities and abilities to see other people's things sometimes when I'm caught inside inside my own cycles I can't get out and so she said that, um, as you know, I've, I've spoken about some childhood trauma that I've had and it's been a lifelong journey sort of unpacking that and clearing that. And she said to me that there's an alternate reality, as there are many alternate realities existing at any one point in time, where I didn't get healed, where I am the Jacoby who didn't step onto this path of consciousness and awakening and who didn't do any work and who was caught in the loop in the toxic loop uh, of my own um, unhealed heart shall we say and so as I was and that this is this is the part where I'm like okay I, I need to learn more about this stuff but in terms of this she said this alternate reality was bleeding into my current reality and it was preventing me from moving forward. So even though me, Jacoby here, has done all this work, I'm very clear and I know where I want to go, I know how I'm going to get there, I had this other unhealed self energetically bleeding through and kind of muddying the waters and and creating a veil and I couldn't find my way forward which is so unlike me if anybody anybody who knows me knows I make a decision and I action it and that's kind of the end of the story really and then you know I deal with the fallout you know it's kind of like ask for forgiveness rather than permission but in this instance in this three months I was not moving anywhere I was not making any decisions there was no flow and it was really painful. Another thing that she said, so that was happening. And another thing that was happening is that this land, this land that I'm on has a very, very uh, rich, well, I don't want to say rich, a very deep 
deep, dark history of uh, slavery and um, all the positive aspects of religion, but then also the darker aspects of religion. And if you are anybody who um, understands what I'm talking about when I talk about draconian energies or reptilian energies, um, who are often running the controlling aspect of religion, um, and those guys were awakened to the fact that my bright light had landed in Nashville and had kind of put a bit of a hold on me. So um, this particular healer was able to do a clearing around my alternate reality and just get that poor little girl who's existing in a different time and space out of my current reality where I am healed and I am whole and then she said that I needed to reach out to the traditional owners of the land who when I did my research um, ultimately became the Cherokee Indians there were a lot of other tribes and they eventually became the what's known as the Cherokee Indians here um, in Tennessee and I was to reach out to them energetically and ask for their, um, not so much their permission to be here, but their grace and their protection. And so I did that. And this wasn't an unfamiliar thing to me because I do have um, a friend who is very spiritual and um, an energy worker and so much more expanded than I am and she moved to Australia and she spoke of a similar thing she was I remember her telling me how this had happened to her and she was having all these wild crazy dreams until a friend actually said to her well have you asked the dream have you you know connected to the dream time and just introduced yourself um, to the elders and asked for their protection and she did that and instantly um, all of the darker energies that were harassing her disappeared and she was able to settle into the energies of Australia. And so I'd had that story in my mind when then this particular energy healer said to me I needed to call on the traditional owners of the land. And I was like, okay, I guess that makes sense to me. And so I did. I remember just doing some yoga and stretching myself out and opening myself up and then I meditated at the end and I just in my mind I just spoke to the to the tribes and I just I asked for their grace, I asked for their protection. Um I said I'm only here to do good in the name of the light for the highest and best of everybody involved and I can't tell you how beautiful the experience was but it was like you know like a movie <laughs> suddenly the breeze rustled through the trees and I just I felt very connected to nature and this burden of darkness or this veil of of grayness lifted and I was instantly okay and so that that was great. Let me just say, when I finally came out the other side of that wild, crazy three months where everything just became nothingness um, through these two experiences, I felt my all my energy returning. I got a lot clearer, uh, a lot brighter, a lot happier, and suddenly things were go, 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 go again, 
which then led me to at the very end of November finally making that decision to step forward with the IVF and it's ironic because here I am in December now preparing to head home in January to start that process in Australia Um, but it was last December that my beautiful friend who has decided to take this journey with me and who is making his donation let's put it that way um, it was last December that he needed to go and do that and so it's interesting that it's taken me an entire year to get to this place mentally where I'm ready to step into this journey but to be honest I think I knew that I needed to find my home first I needed to find my home how could I bring a child into the world when I didn't know where I was meant to be grounded and of course Newcastle absolutely is my home without a doubt Uh, but something inside me knew that there was uh, something else for me I I do believe I will probably end up in Newcastle at some point later in life but right now energetically my light is just being called elsewhere and I think I knew that I needed to find that place which Nashville is it and so um Yeah, the end of November and I'll do another um, episode, I think probably the first episode back next year, um, whatever the Friday is after the 9th of January, that will be the episode where I dive into how I made the IVF decision and the journey and where I get to talk to you a little bit more about that. But wrapping up 2022, that's kind of my year um, in a a podcast episode. What are my goals for 2023? My goal, let me bring it up because last night I was at the most beautiful new moon circle with Danny Beinstein um, and I do, I love her and um, she's also uh, someone from, well, originally from I think New York area but ultimately uh, ended up in California and I'd heard of her at that point but I'd never actually connected with her until I came to Nashville but there are so many wonderful people from LA I know that people I know that the old-time Nashvilleians are probably like get those LA hippies out of here but um, I have found great comfort and solace in the fact that there are a lot of people from LA here so um, my you know my weird and wonderful um I don't know how do you describe me who knows but I my people (laughs) my people a lot of them were in LA and a lot of them are moving here which is really awesome so last night as I was doing my my um, intention setting my intention for the new moon of Capricorn I realized that this is my actually my intention for all of 2023 and I will speak more, I think, about the divine feminine and all of the aspects of that and what I'm calling in with that in a future podcast episode. But for now, let me just close out this episode with my 2023 intention. I am aligned with the divine feminine and I am a vessel of receptivity. I allow myself to let go and magnetize all that serves my highest and greatest good. I feel the breeze on my skin and see the wind in the trees. I witness Mother Earth as a reflection of my own fertility. I allow myself to be turned on by life and am filled by a passion that bubbles over to express my creativity and be embraced by the divine masculine. I welcome sacred union into my life 
simply by allowing myself to be. And so it is. Happy holidays, beautiful humans. Thank you for supporting the Healing Cocoon podcast. I love you all and I can't wait to see you in the new year. I hope this episode has inspired you to keep going on what can sometimes be a tough road to inner peace and true happiness. If you want to dive deeper into what we talked about today, go to thehealingcocoon.co for show notes and all things personal growth. And don't forget, if you're loving The Healing Cocoon, then put that love into action and subscribe, rate and review on iTunes, Spotify or wherever you download your podcasts. And until next time, my friends, let's rise and shine together.